We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here, I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you, 95.7 of the game. We got a lot to get into today. Specifically some baseball to start out, as we've been doing for the past week, uh, because the Giants are working their way to becoming irrelevant within the Bay Area as we are going to be moving on to football season here as yesterday's loss to the Diamondbacks 5-0 was about as embarrassing of a loss as I've seen in quite a while. And there are two reasons why. Well, one reason why, but it involves two players. And the word is bunt. The hell were they doing yesterday? We'll get to that. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson suspension was down yesterday. I'll share my quick thoughts on that because that news had surfaced really just as soon as the morning roast had ended at 9 o'clock. So I'm sure that if you have been listening to this station, you've been ta- you've been hearing about Deshaun Watson, everyone's thoughts on him. I'll share my quick thoughts on that and where I think Jimmy Garoppolo could land because I think the Browns should still very much be an open spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. I I absolutely do. And then we got some preseason to talk about. I'm going to get deep in the weeds here, but there are a few players that I'm going to be keeping an eye on with the upcoming preseason game. So we got plenty uh, to get into today. And oh, the Manti Teo doc. I don't know if anyone's seen it yet. It's on Netflix. It's part of that Untold series that they've been putting out there. The first episode that they had was that one with the Malice at the Palace, and they've had plenty of them since then. Uh, but this is the first start to the volume two of the series in Manti Teo. The documentary uh, was just fascinating. So I do want to share my thoughts on that as well today. But as I mentioned, the one play that I'm paying attention to is not only what happened in the bottom of the sixth inning to start out the game as Zach Gallen from the Diamondbacks was just absolutely dealing yesterday. Zach Gallen is one of the nastiest pitchers uh, that you could see he was traded from uh he was traded from Miami if you watch baseball you know who Jazz Chisholm in Miami is very flashy dude hits a lot of home runs can be an all-star one day I think he was an all-star uh but Jazz Chisholm was traded straight up for Zach Gallen like that's how Zach go- that's how good Zach Gallen is and yesterday he was just striking out guys left and right and in the 6th inning Brandon Crawford starts things out with a bunt strikeout. A strikeout on a bunt. On a 1-2 count. And then Zach Gallen would subsequently go on to strike out the side. But then you get to the 7th. Lamont Wade records an out. Tyro Estrada strikes out. So you got two outs. Then Jock Peterson gets on base with that single to right field. On the first pitch. Then with a 2-1 count, Evan Longoria... Ends up hitting one to left field, gets a double. Jock Peterson goes to third, so you got runners on second and third. And then, with two outs, Brandon Belt comes to the plate. And Brandon Belt already with a cold day at the plate. And Brandon Belt does this. I've never... I've. I've never seen anything like this on a 1-2 count with two outs and runners on second and third. You're already down 5 nothing. Brandon Belt does this. Belt bunts it. Wow, that'll end the inning. Eighth inning coming up. That's it. NBC Sports Bay Area with the call. The reaction that Kruko had, 
That reaction is supposed to be to a defensive play. You're not supposed to say wow because you're surprised at a move that he made in the batter's box. Belt bunts it. Wow. That'll end the inning. Eighth inning coming up. You do not want Kruko saying wow to what you do in the batter's box. And Brandon Belt did that. I'm... I was at a loss for words yesterday. Was at a loss for words. And I'll be honest, I fell asleep through that game. You know, you get home, you 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 know, you wake up at three in the morning every day, and you know, you want to get a nap in in the middle of the day, and it just so happens that these day games are right in the middle of the nap. So what I like to do is I watch the beginning, probably miss some of the middle, and then wake up toward the end. Uh, I woke up toward the end. Was asleep through or was awake for a majority of the game, actually. And seeing that the defense wasn't giving Logan Webb much help, Jock Peterson with that error, that error sparked everything when it, when the game was already at, I believe it was 3 nothing, uh, when when he had caused the error there in left field. Just terrible, misplaying the ball. Uh, yes, it was the fifth inning, and they were already up 3 nothing, And with two outs... They still managed to tack on two more runs to make it a 5 nothing game. So it's not even that that I'm focusing on. That's essentially when I fell asleep. Then I woke up in the ninth and saw that the Giants lost 5 nothing. I did not see these bunts for two outs. And you know what? I, I'm glad I did it because I would have been up for the rest of the day. And when you're up for the rest of the day and you work the hours that not only I work, but the hours that we work, if you're up at 5 in the morning, I'm sure your, sleeping, your sleep schedule is a little off too. Like, I'm glad I missed those. But it is embarrassing when I woke up and I went back to watch them. Just embarrassing. And the way that Belt explained it, I'm trying to understand it from his perspective. But here's what Belt had to say. You know, from my point of view, I hadn't, I've been struggling a little bit. He was tough all day. He wasn't making, wasn't, didn't have a whole lot of misses. I uh, was hitting that inside, high inside with his fastball. And, and I did, I took the best route that I thought would keep the inning going. You know, I'm not saying I'm right about that, but, you know, that was the decision I made. I felt very comfortable bunting. And uh, I wanted to keep that inning going. I just didn't get it down. So, fortunately, it didn't work out. Look, you got one more series against the Rockies here, and that's when things start to get hard. And then you got the Twins, and you got the Padres. That's, but these are the games that you have to win. These are the games that you have to win. And when you can't get a W, when Carlos Rodon and Logan Weber on the mound, your two stud pitchers, I, I mean, what more can we say about that? But when Brandon Belt says, oh, well, you know what? He was dealing and he has my number and I just didn't feel good about it. So, you know what? On a one-two count, I felt like I should put the I, – I felt like I should try and get the bat, bat on the ball. But you know what? I'm going to bunt and, 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 you know, help the team that way. Like, even if he would have bunted with two outs and he would have laid it down, he's not beating that ball to first. He would have been out. So the inning would have been over. That, to me, when he says that, that's just, all right, you know, I gave up. I gave up. That's what that tells me. And, you know, if anybody thought for, I don't know why anybody would think this, but if anyone thought that Brandon Belt would deserve, I don't know, another one-year deal with this team, he needs to be the first baseman. Nope. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Gabe Kapler, after the game, I like that he backs up his players. I do. I like that he backs up his players. And actually, you know what? I'm just going to mention this now. Bonte sent this in to us yesterday, and I'm going to give credit to Bonte here, but he sent this to the Morning Rose group text that we're a part of. He sent an old tweet from Ahmed Farid back in 2019 when the Giants were playing the Phillies. Excuse me, this was back in 2018. This was prior to Kapler coming to the Giants. This is when Gabe Kapler was on the Phillies. Ahmed Farid had posted this a little while back, formerly of NBC Sports Bay Area. Gabe Kapler laughed at Brandon Belt when he was the Phillies manager because Brandon Belt ended up bunting with a 3-1 count. You could see Kapler mouth out the words as the camera's on him and he's in the Phillies dugout. Kapler's going, he's going to effing bunt on a 3-1 count? Effing swing. You You don't have to be an expert lip reader in order to see what Gabe Kapler was saying. But when he was asked about Belt's bunt yesterday... Here's what Gabe Kapler had to say. Was Belt's two-strike bunt there? Was that kind of an indication of how good Gallon was going, or was Belt not feeling too comfortable? 
I think that's exactly the right way. In my opinion, that's the right way to think about it. Um, when two guys are bunting with two strikes, it means that they're just trying to scrap and claw and find a way to get on base against a guy that's that's really dealing and dominating. Um, and you know, those are two veteran players that have been doing this a really long time um, and are pretty well equipped to decide the best way to not make an out. And that's what that's what they determined in those spots. Still, that's two outs in the big spots. Your number five hitter. Were you okay with in that situation? I, I'm. I trust Brandon completely. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh my goodness! Like we already had the. I'm not going to say hostile. That's a little too strong of a word. But we already had the moment where Gapler was going at reporters there. And we haven't heard it too much because we had the 107-win season last year. And we were trying to figure out what these Philly radio hosts were talking about when Gabe Kapler first came here. And what I mean by that is when Kapler first came to the Giants... We made it a point at this station to try and learn as much as we could about this guy. So we brought on some radio hosts from Philadelphia, Angelo Cataldi and Howard Eskin, a couple of legends out there, and they did not have some good things to say about Gabe Kapler. You know, they said, look, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Not a good manager. Not a good manager. He didn't know how to work the bullpen. And don't even get me started on the pitching coach. The pitching coach was a joke. You know, you had those type of things. So it's like Gabe Kapler didn't work out here. We even brought them on last year to kind of, for a gotcha moment, for a little bit of, hey, look at what Gabe Kapler's doing out here in San Francisco. Maybe it's a problem with the Phillies. But now I'm starting to see what they talked about because an issue that they had from Philadelphia was the way that he talks to the media is he insults your intelligence. He insults your intelligence. That's what I feel like we're getting here. Like, Kapler, that's not what you really think. That's not what you really think. You thought that was asinine what happened. You just admit. Like, it's okay to just say, you know what? I did not agree with that decision. I did not agree with that decision. I trust him completely. Like, come on, man. I'm going to play this one more time just so you can hear how ridiculous this is. Gabe Kapler talking about Belt's bunt to end that inning. Was Belt's two-strike bunt there, was that kind of an indication of how good Gallon was going, or was Belt not feeling too comfortable? I think that's exactly the right way. In my opinion, that's the right way to think about it. Um, When two guys are bunting with two strikes, it means that they're just trying to scrap and claw and find a way to get on base against a guy that's that's really dealing and dominating. Um, And, you know, those are two veteran players that have been doing this a really long time um, and are pretty well equipped to decide the best way to not make an out and that's what that's what they determined in those spots still that's two outs in the big spots your number five hitter were you okay with in that situation i i'm i trust brandon completely yeah whatever whatever <laughs> like, like that decision yesterday that's about as bad as it gets that's as bad as it gets you're going up against the diamondbacks i don't care And this is about as close to a must-win as you could possibly get. You need to beat these teams that are below you. You know, and the Diamondbacks, they got a nice little lineup. Logan Webb was giving them a lot of credit yesterday. And shout-out to them for putting runs on the board. It's not like if he would have swung the bat, then, you know what, yeah, there would have been an automatic two runs, but at least try. At least try. It's just, if these players are giving up, what's the point of the fans keeping up here? Like, that's just an indication like the biggest, even the biggest Brandon Belt fans, they got to be looking at that and thinking, all right, what the hell was I cheering for? I wasn't cheering for this type of Brandon Belt. Like whatever magic they saw with Brandon Belt. And I'm, you know, I was with you last year. Last year, Brandon Belt, prior to getting injured in August, he was looking as good as I've seen him. I mean, he was up there with the best hitters in the league for the last two months prior to him getting hurt. But since he's come back, it's just. It's just not been the same, man. And I, I like Brandon Belt as a person. Look, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy, but he bunts with two out. Could you imagine if this was Philadelphia radio and they were doing that here? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look, on the other side, I saw something yesterday that's pretty interesting. And it's talking about the offseason for baseball. And it was Bleacher Report. Their national writer predicted the lineups for 2023 for every single team. Now, you can't predict what the lineup is going to look like, but he had a certain shortstop and a certain first baseman in that lineup, 
and those guys were not named Brandon Belt, and they were not named Brandon Crawford. I want to get to that on the other side because I think these two have just really made a case for Farhan to try and go out and find a first baseman as well as a shortstop. So we'll get to that on the other side. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. It's powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Did you know that most people wait six or seven years before they buy a new TV? That's a lot of time in front of one TV. So why not get one of the best sets for the next seven years, like one of the top-rated Samsung, LG, or Sony models? Too expensive? What if you could get up to $1,000 trade-in for your old set? Who would do a stupid deal like this? Right now, at video only, you can get big bucks for your old set as a trade-in and a hot price on the new models. Don't be sorry. Check out video only. Kirby is your driveway mechanic. They bring the shop to you with brake and tire replacements, oil changes, and much more. It's the ultimate convenience. Easy booking, transparent pricing, on-time arrivals, and service right in your driveway. No waiting rooms and direct access to your mechanic with friendly and reliable service. No middleman or upsells. They're so sure you'll love the convenience. Take $50 off your first oil change with code OIL50 at Kirby.com. That's C-U-R-B-E-E.com and use code OIL50. Kirby, your driveway mechanic. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Project Up from Comcast is working to help advance digital equity and build a world of unlimited possibilities. From connecting people to the internet to opening doors for innovators, entrepreneurs, storytellers, and creators, we can help create a future that benefits generations to come. Over the next 10 years, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach tens of millions of people with the opportunities and resources they need to succeed in an increasingly digital world. Learn more at comcast.com slash project up. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed using studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result? An integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEBNOW1. That's 877-WEBNOW1. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford now with you. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you for much. I am slowly turning into L this morning by morning. It's a Friday. Whatever. 
But good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to talk a little baseball here. Continue to talk baseball because yesterday, that was embarrassing by the Giants. Absolutely embarrassing. And if Brandon Belt bunting is not an indication that he's given up, then I don't know what is because, I mean, I understand he's hurt. I can get that, and you don't want to admit that. But when you get this happening in the bottom of the seventh, when it's a 5 nothing game and you got runners on second and third, your team has already done enough to lose the game with Logan Webb on the mound, as if they hadn't already. You are as if you hadn't already had Brandon Crawford in the bottom of the sixth leading the game off with the bunt, as if you hadn't had Jock Peterson causing the error in left field in the fifth inning to spur on a two-out, two-run inning to make it a 5 nothing game, as if you already haven't given the Giants enough reasons to lose as a team. Brandon Belt does this in the bottom of the seventh. I just... Like I get again, I talk, I'll, I'm going to be completely transparent here. The way that I do it normally during day games is I try and take a nap, you know, maybe somewhere around the fourth or the fifth inning, and then you know take a nap for a couple of more in, uh, to just take a nap in the middle of the game, and then try and catch the end, and then you know I go back and watch the middle of it. But how it went for me yesterday was I was up until the fifth inning. I was up till Jock Peterson uh, made that error in left field. And it just the, the little league error, it's like we're, I'm getting on the text line, you know, put Jock at first, DFA belt. I'm not putting Jock at first. I mean, I, I, I understand that you're pissed at belt, but man, we got a, we still got a month and a half left of baseball to go. I'm not putting Jock at first. Not after that error and left. But I was asleep after that because I was like, okay, if you know what, five nothing, let's see what happens. And then I saw Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford both strike out trying to bunt with two strikes. Like, what? But when Belt did this with runners on second and third, like, it's inexcusable. Belt bunts it. Wow, that'll end the inning. Eighth inning coming up. I mean, what the, like, I've never heard... Just, I've never heard Crook and Kipe just so dejected. I've never heard them sound like that. Belt bunts it. Wow, that'll end the inning. Eighth inning coming up. They're at a loss for words. They are at a loss for words. But Gabe Kapler after the game, and where was it? Because we're getting a lot here from the 925. Kapler should be pushed till he cracks. You can already see it happening. Uh, from the, uh, from the where was it? From the 510, who gives a better monotone non-answer? Kapler in a post-game presser or Zuckerberg in a congressional hearing? Well, <laughs> at least, you know, at least Gabe Kapler is just talking about sports, whereas Zuckerberg is, you know, actually at a congressional hearing because he's doing things that are illegal and immoral and unethical. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to put them in the same category, but as far as monotone answers go, yeah, they're right up there. Cape Kapler, after the game, when asked about Belt's bunt. Was Belt's two-strike bunt there? Was that kind of an indication of how good Gallon was going, or was Belt not feeling too comfortable? I think that's exactly the right way. In my opinion, that's the right way to think about it. Um, when two guys are bunting with two strikes, it means that they're just trying to scrap and claw and find a way to get on base against a guy that's that's really dealing and dominating. Um, and you know, those are two veteran players that have been doing this a really long time um, and are pretty well equipped to decide the best way to not make an out. And that's what that's what they determined in those spots. Still, that's two outs. The big spots, your number five hitter. Were you okay with in that situation? I, I'm. I trust Brandon completely. I, can't somebody I, like? I like the reporters out here, and I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their job. But can't you press him just a little bit? Try and get some sort of honest answer there, because that's not being honest. It's not being honest. You're not okay with him, but bunting with two strikes. Now, Belt said that his decision. After the or after the game, this is what Belt said. He said the decision to bunt with two strikes on a one-two count was because 
Well, he didn't trust that he'd get on base versus Zach Gallen. You know, from my point of view, I hadn't. I've been struggling a little bit. He was tough all day. wasn't making. wasn't. Didn't have a whole lot of misses. Uh, was hitting that inside, high inside with his fastball. And, and I did. I took the best route that I thought would keep the inning going. You know, I'm not saying I'm right about that, but you know that was the decision I made. I felt very comfortable bunting, and uh, I wanted to keep that inning going. I just didn't get it down. So, fortunately, it didn't work out. Now you know what. I'll say this though, and we're focused so much on on Kapler too, and I am, and I'm I am frustrated by that answer. But I will say, and there's the big but. I will say that he does not, he shouldn't have to answer for something like that. Like in the end, that's on Brandon Belt. We should be focusing on Brandon Belt more than Gabe Kapler. Like the 707, you're saying Kapler needs to be fired. He's lost the clubhouse. I think Belt did that on purpose. I don't know how much of that is true, but if Belt did that on purpose, Belt needs to be the first one gone before Kapler. Like that's number one. If you're the ca- you're the captain, you're the captain, and you're bunting with two strikes. I don't think that's an issue. Uh, I don't think that's a Kapler issue. I think that's a Brandon Belt issue, and he shouldn't have to answer questions. Uh, about that to the media. I just personally wish he'd be more honest. I don't think Kapler needs to be fired. I want to see what he looks like with a different roster next season, if they're going to make some free agent acquisitions. Because Bleacher Report, they wrote this article where they predicted the lineups for every team in 2023. Now, it's a cockamamie sort of article. I mean, it's just, you know, you're trying to get content out, and, you know, me, you're you're going to get people who read it like me because I'm interested in seeing what they thought for the Giants in 2023. And in 2023, they had an interesting couple of changes to the projected lineup. Now, number one, uh, batting first, they have Austin Slater in center field. Batting second, they have Mike Dostremski in right field. I'm not feeling too good about that. But batting third, they have third baseman. Evan Longoria is not going to be with the team. They have third baseman, Xander Bogarts. Then batting fourth, they have first baseman, Trey Mancini. Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox. I believe that he had rejected a three-year extension with them, so he's going to be testing the market through free agency. But the thing is, you have Lamont Wade still as the DH. You have Brandon Crawford at shortstop. And then you have Tyro Estrada at second base. Joey Bart still batting eighth. Then you have Luis Gonzalez playing left field, batting ninth. You need to make an upgrade in the outfield. You do. Like, there's no question. If you're going out there with Austin Slater, Mike Dostremski, and Luis Gonzalez, I'm not going to be feeling too good about that. I'm just not. Like, we've we've seen what those guys can do in the outfield. Like, Mike Dostremski, great right fielder. But Austin Slater and Luis Gonzalez in center and left, I don't like that. But the two additions, Xander Bogarts and Trey Mancini. I think Trey Mancini, very real possibility here. Now, he's on his way to trying to win a World Series because he is currently... Uh, playing with the Astros as he was with the Orioles, but ended up getting traded to the Astros. Astros putting up a 21 spot yesterday, really trying to really trying to put a stamp uh, uh, as the best team in the American League. But Trey Mancini is going to be a free agent next year. If they could do that, that would be a success. But you need to upgrade at outfield. And, but Brandon Belt, like he's done. And Brandon Crawford, like I know nobody really wants to say this because Brandon Crawford, you know. He's a he's beloved around here, you know. Like he's a fan favorite, you know. And I understand that he's a great shortstop, been terrific, and I respect everything that he's done for this team. But you're moving on to a new regime now, and this prediction for the uh, for the lineup next season it has Xander Bogarts playing third and Brandon Be- uh, Crawford playing short. Well. All I did was simply, this is all I did. Like, just hands up. This is all I did. I just Google searched Xander Bogarts, third base. And what pops up is an article from the beginning of this year, which is the Boston media talking to him, possibly moving to second base if they make the addition of Carlos Correa. And he says, and I quote, Oh, you guys came with that one, huh? Bro, I'm a shortstop, man. That's where I've played my whole career. Obviously, it's a position I take a lot of pride in. If you look at my numbers, they've been pretty good for these years. I like being there. That's it. But if you add Xander Bogarts to this team, make him a shortstop and do not make Brandon Crawford an everyday player anymore. Like, his defense is fantastic, but you know what? Like, 
you got Xander there at short. Find another third baseman who could play defense. Hell, put J.D. Davis there. I don't care. I'm willing to sacrifice it if I'm not seeing a belt, or excuse me, a bunt with two strikes. Like, Brandon Crawford's been great, but he had that one good year last year, and that earned him a two-year deal worth $32 million. Like, where's his leverage? What's he going to say? No, like, you could say, yeah, hey, Brandon, we want you to move. We, we want you to move, and he'll probably be stubborn about it and say, no, I'm not going to move from shortstop. I've been playing shortstop my whole career. I'm not just going to move to third base. This isn't a Derek Jeter and A-Rod situation. Like, this is not what it's going to be, where A-Rod, let's just say Xander Bogarts is like A-Rod here, right? And Xander comes to this team, and he just says, you know what, Crawford, I have the respect for you. You're the World Series champion with this team. You could remain here at shortstop. Brandon Crawford does not have that sort of cachet anymore. You know, because those championships were won back in 2014. Like, I don't think he needs to be an everyday player next season. And there are going to be plenty of shortstops available on the market. If you don't make a, if you don't make a splash, like, that's the, the, the most stacked position is in terms of free agents here in 2023. Trey Mancini would be awesome at first. I'd take Trey Mancini in a heartbeat. I really would. I, I think he'd be a great addition to this team. But if you can add a shortstop, I'd be feeling okay about the lineup. Not feeling good about the outfield defense if the prediction here is correct. But Xander Bogarts would be an instant upgrade, I think. And if you can give him a three, four-year deal, and I I don't know, give a nice send-off to Crawford. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And the two Brandons are the guys that we've always talked about uh, with this team. And seeing them two both strike out bunting yesterday, that doesn't sit well with me. That just does not sit well with me as a Giants fan. And I don't think it sits well with a lot of Giants fans. Giants fans, I'm, I'm getting a lot here at the Comcast Business text line. Giants fans are feeling disrespected from the 510. Debating KD drama at this point is more entertaining than discussing the Giants. That also, can we just move on to football? Then EJ from Brentwood, so much for Cat and Crunch Friday. Good Lord. What a what a terrible idea. You know, you try things at the beginning of the season. You try to create something, you know, that could stick for the rest of the year. That's a secret as a radio host. That's something that you want to do. Um, you know, Langford's long balls was a thing, but also I just haven't done it for the entirety of the season because every Friday there's been something going on with the Warriors and the Warriors, them going to the finals, kind of put a wrench into those plans. So I haven't really done that. So Captain Crunch, I thought Captain Crunch, I thought the Captain Crunch Friday thing was going to be a thing. Oh, man. Oh, terrible. From the 209, to me, Belt's captain stamp has been removed. I see no one in that clubhouse trying to hype up one another. He's doing the complete opposite of what a captain does. And you're right. You're right. When you and when you're the captain of the team and when you hear the captain of the team saying that he's going to bunt with two strikes just because he doesn't trust himself in that situation. Terrible. Terrible. Now, on the other side, I am going to talk some football here. The Giants are just, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we could circle back and, you know, start talking Giants a little bit uh, for the people here at around 555. Uh, but I do want to talk about Deshaun Watson and the situation yesterday because I absolutely think that the Browns should make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's plenty of naysayers out there, plenty plenty who think that there's no way that the Browns trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's most likely not going to happen, but I absolutely think they should, and I have an interesting angle uh, that I want to uh, that I want to take on the other side, something that's that might be a little different because everyone's acting like, all right, Deshaun, 11 game suspension, he's just going to come back and he's going to be the Deshaun Watson of old. Is he? Is he? Because I want to talk about that on the other side. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Baseball. Basketball. Soccer. Tennis. No matter what your game is, Defense matters. 
the same thing goes for COVID-19. Help protect yourself with a booster shot, now recommended for people five years and older. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same. But at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different. Different? How? You sell high-commission investment products, right? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission-based investment products. Well, you must earn commissions on trades. Nope. Never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary obligated to act in our client's best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How do you know what's in their best interest? We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs. But you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No. We have one transparent management fee, structured so we do better when our clients do better. Wow, you really do look out for your clients. That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Now through August 31st, listen to all the magic of an Air France Rendezvous. It's time to book your rendezvous with Paris with daily flights from San Francisco starting at $979 round trip, taxes included. And with our Flying Blue Rewards, earn miles towards your dream trip each time you fly. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Round trip purchase required. Advertised fare not available on all flights. Additional restrictions apply. See terms and conditions at airfrance.com. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's Internet that does it all. That's unbeatable Internet from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. I want to take more chances with the embroidering. Henley's vision for a new clothing line is coming into focus. Dramatic. They'll need an on-staff photographer to put their collection in the spotlight. Why is no one taking shots of these? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. How do you make the most of your land? If you ask the Wrens, who run with us on a John Deere mower, they tell you... I mow first, then I do all the trimming. But the Hubbards, who work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, would say... If it's something you want, just go after it and try it. Then there's the Mosers, who may mention from the seat of their John Deere Gator UTV... You can't be all working up, play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Seventh game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show. I'll be around. What? What are you? What's up, Shasky? Oh, you're all good. Oh, he was playing. <laughs> so, I'm in the studio. Sorry, just a quick aside here. You probably have no idea what's going on if your car in your car, but we were just getting into a segment, and I hear some banging noise on the wall. I'm like, so I just texted Lubman, "What the hell is that?" And then Shasky walks into the studio, and he's got a glove with a softball. I guess he was playing catch with it or something off the wall. He's like, "My bad, my bad," with the glove and the ball. Oh man, what do we got going on around here? Better than Brandon Belt. Uh, on me around. All right. So the Browns, Deshaun Watson. Um, I'll just preface it by saying this because I'm sure you've heard every opinion uh, under the sun around Deshaun Watson. And I am on the side of I think it's just disgusting that he's still playing uh, within the NFL. I don't think 11 games is nearly enough. I think the entire year, just get him out for the year, get him some help for the rest of the season, 
and then just, you know, maybe have him come back next year. But I, I like this is just me personally. I, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm not saying this is how you should think. Uh, but I, when I'm watching football, like I love football and I'm still going to watch it. But I understand there's a lot of, they're, they're not exactly going to be wearing the badge of morality within the NFL. And I've come to terms with that. You know, like seeing Tyreek Hill on the field, sometimes it makes me sick. It does. Like understanding what's happened in the past. Of course, people deserve second chances, but that's just second chances at life. Not in the NFL, not in, not in this not in this National Football League where everybody's watching. So Deshaun got the 11 games. He got a $5 million fine. And yesterday, that press conference that he had where he didn't apologize, all he did was he didn't apologize to the victims. All he did was apologize to the people that he triggered. Like, what are you talking about, Deshaun? You apologized last week. And it's just like, it's just, it's, I... It's despicable. I don't use those words normally. Um, I don't don't like using those words despicable, but everything that Deshaun Watson did yesterday, it is just, I I just can't believe it. He makes a statement where he apologizes to everybody and then goes to the media and says that he's still innocent. Like, this is the one, this is the one that that got me. Um, There's a couple here, actually. Number one, Deshaun saying that maybe people don't understand his apology. Uh, Well, I I apologized beforehand. I think the second time I spoke to you guys, I actually apologized. But I think for some people, it didn't uh, maybe register as I I was apologizing. But, you know, I just wanted to clarify, you know, I was apologizing to all women and people that was affected about this situation. Because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a tough situation. Now he kept on and said, you know what, I'm going to stand on my innocence. Uh, I've always uh, stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone, and I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, you know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side. And uh, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and, and keep pushing forward. And I've always, you know, stood on not disrespecting or sexual assaulting anyone. I just, that document, I don't know if anybody read it, but it is 16 pages, and really what the 16 pages was, and it was the uh, it was the decision by the Judge Sue Robinson, who gave him the six games originally. Uh, the 16 pages, it, now I'm, look, I'm no legal expert, right? I took one semester of business law back in Chico State. <laughs> Passed it, got a B plus, B plus. But uh, like I'm reading through that document, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm like, I read, I read ten pages of, oh, Deshaun is guilty of this, he's guilty of that, it's indisputable. But due to precedent, we are going to give him six games because of what we've done in the past. And my argument to that was, well, there is no precedence here. This is a different situation when you have. 25 women who are speaking on this and it just so happened that he'd settled by this time on 22 so everything with the sean it just it makes me uncomfortable like that's what it does it makes me uncomfortable i don't even like talking about it right i really don't like and i just think it's a total disrespect to the victims and it's just it it, it turns into a whole argument it's like i just don't get it. I don't even bother to reason with anybody uh, who tries to be on Deshaun's side with this one. I just don't. I'm sorry. Like, I, I just can't. I'll let you have the opinion, but I'm not going to get into the argument with you. I'm going to agree to disagree. Like, that's what that's what I'm going to do in this situation. Uh, but as far as Deshaun Watson going into this season, I am confused as to why the Browns wouldn't want to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Tony Grossi who is an NFL analyst and uh, for the Browns. He's on 850 ESPN in Cleveland. He had this to say, that the Browns have no interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm probably one of the biggest Garoppolo fans in Cleveland, believe it or not, and I get no evidence whatsoever that they will pursue Garoppolo even when released. He does not have an advocate in the Browns building for whatever reason, whether he doesn't score well on the analytics meter Whatever it is, 
they have shown no evidence, and I've checked my sources on this pretty regularly. I think I would have known by now that they're poised to go after them. Now, maybe they will, and maybe they're hiding it really well, but I think they feel that their team is so strong that they can keep their head above water with Percet, as long as he doesn't get hurt. So that was on Damon and Ratto yesterday. So you're going to have 11 games without Deshaun. So I, I want to compare this here. So yesterday, last night, I watched the Manti Teo documentary. I don't know if anybody's seen that yet. Pretty fascinating. We haven't really heard too much from Manti Teo. We haven't. He's been... Uh, he, he has been MIA, really. And he looked great. He looked great in the documentary. He stayed in shape. Got a great head of hair now. I mean, Manti Teo was a beast at Notre Dame. Just an absolute stud. And when that story came about, we all looked at the headline, but we didn't really bother to read into it because a lot of the headline was just, oh, this dude got catfished. You know, and then you had the rumors that he had created his girlfriend, Lene Kukua. Now, it, you know what? If you need me to rehash what this story is, uh, just to kind of give you a brief synopsis of it, Manti Teo uh, played his senior season after his grandma passed away and his then so-called girlfriend, Lene Kukua, passing away on the same day. So he's playing through that season with all of that on his mind as one of the most popular players in college football. You know, you had Johnny Manziel, I think, as the as one of the who was the Heisman winner that year, and then Colin Klein, who was from Kansas State, who didn't even go to the pros. All three of those guys were Heisman finalists. Johnny Manziel ended up winning it, uh, but he played that season, and then at the end of the year, after the national championship game, Deadspin does a story that had been reported that Lene Kakua was fake, and everyone was blaming Manti Teo. Uh, they were saying that he was trying to hide his sexuality based on this, saying that he created Lene Kakua so that uh, he would hide that he's gay. And people were creating all of these stories. And really, and it's it's fascinating. I highly recommend you go talk, uh, you go check it out. It's a two part series, The Untold on Netflix, the Manti Teo documentary. A lot of respect for Manti Teo, what he had to deal with. I feel terrible for that individual. Like, he's, he did nothing wrong. He really did nothing wrong in his life, and he was ostracized. Like, this dude was just, it, it, it was crazy. Everything that he, like, he had to go on the Today Show with Katie Couric and explain himself, and it was just a, it was a whole mess. But the reason that I bring this up is because he was a stud at Notre Dame, Right? Then when he got chosen in the second round and he went to the then San Diego Chargers and you had everything going at him. You had, you know, when he played the Raiders, I remember when he went to Oakland, uh, they had a rest in peace Lene Kakua sign. You know, like he had to deal with that everywhere that he went. And he talked about how he went from being a killer on the field, like a guy who said, this is my domain. To a guy in the NFL who was overthinking everything, who was just nervous the entire time, who was just thinking, don't mess up, don't screw up. And part of the reason that he thought that, or a large chunk of that, he lost all his confidence because of everything that happened in his personal life and everything that happened with that. Now, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, are we 100% sure that he will be the same Deshaun Watson after these 11 games? It's just, you know what, we're going to go through these 11 games. Yeah, we're going to have Jacoby Brissett backing him up. I don't get where all this, all of a sudden, yeah, Joby, Jacoby Brissett can, can handle it for 11 games. I, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I think we're giving a little too much credit there uh, to Jacoby Brissett. I, I don't know. That's just me. I mean, I, I, I like him as a, as a person. I do. I don't think he's a good quarterback. 11 weeks is a very long time. I was on this show. I said, look, if they suspend Deshaun Watson for more than eight games, they should make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo. That would be the smart move. Just pay all the contract. Who cares? Who cares? You got plenty of money on the salary cap this year. Maybe it would hamstring you, or it might hamstring you a little bit so you wouldn't pay these other guys. Handcuff you. Excuse me. Did I say hamstring? It might handcuff you a little bit, but I think it would be worth it. Especially since you got to pay Deshaun Watson all this money. But are we 100% sure Deshaun Watson's going to be the same guy? 
Like, I, I, I'm not fully convinced of that. I'm not convinced of that. Jimmy Haslam is. Jimmy Haslam thinks he's still a high-level quarterback. He said that on NFL Network yesterday. It's important to remember that Sean is 26 years old, okay, and is a high-level NFL quarterback. Yeah, and uh, now he's got everything weighing on him. Like, I was watching that Manti Teo doc yesterday, and I, I couldn't help but think, like, man, just how that affected him mentally. Like, he was supposed to be a beast, an absolute stud. And everything got into his head. Deshaun Watson hasn't played for a year. And now it'll be, once the suspension is up, it'll be about a year and a half. Thank, th- th- thank, you, uh, thank you to the NFL, by the way. Yeah, all right, good. You got him for 11 games and you get the, uh, you get the matchup versus the Texans that everybody's going to watch. I just, I'm, again, I'm uncomfortable by this entire thing. But I just, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be the same after this. I just don't. I don't. I think he's going to go like this is going to every the, what happened with that Jags game, right? Where they called him straight up the F word. You sick F chanting that he is going to be getting that for the rest of his career. This is not going to be the same Deshaun Watson with the Texans. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not with all this. Not with all the noise. From the 650, Tao was a weirdo. Come on, man. How do you get catfish like that? Well, to, dude, watch the documentary before you make any snap judgments, all right? That's, that's all I'm going to say. Watch the documentary. I felt terrible for this guy. Like, this person, Renaya, I think was the name. He was part of the Tuiasasopo family. He was Marcus Tuiasasopo's cousin. Like, he created this whole account because... Well, currently not now it's she created. She created this whole account because she was lonely at the time and was, you know, trying to find some sort of escape. Like, I just I, I don't know. And from the six five oh, you're right. Michael Vick did come back. He did. He did. And this could be I like I'm not saying I'm right, six five oh. Like, I'm not saying, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is what I think. It's just personally what I think. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, consider me wrong. Whatever. Fine. Like, I, I and, and I don't know. And I look at the Mike Vick thing a, a little differently. But the Manti Teo thing is just, it's just fascinating how that can affect you, your mental. Like, it really, I, I really think it will. But I just don't get why they wouldn't make a move for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. It looks like they're not going to. Looks like they're not going to. Seahawks fans last night. Shout out to them. They're hoping for Jimmy Garoppolo. Eric Crocker. You know Eric Crocker. He does the 49ers podcast. It, like, you know Eric Crocker. He posts the video. Or the photo, excuse me. We want Jimmy back. <laughs> like, uh, like what? From the 415. I think you're trying to talk the trade into his existence. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it might seem like I'm doing, huh? manifesting it i manifested garoppolo to the browns there's not that much difference between Brissett and garoppolo they can wait until the 49ers cut him and pay him the minimum i disagree i think there's a big difference uh between garoppolo and Brissett. i i really do the bi- i mean one of the big differences is interceptions like everyone is saying that oh jacoby Brissett is just going to play mistake free football blah 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 but you know when it comes down to it i'd rather have jimmy garoppolo over jacoby Brissett. now i get the price point and everything but they have $50 million in cap space. $50 million in cap space. Just pay the salary. Pay the salary. They're not going to, but I think they should, and I think it's going to be a, a mistake uh, going into this season, and I think by the time that the Sean comes back, you know, you're going to be looking at, after 11 games, what, a because I think they have a bye week prior to that, they're going to have a, what, 5-5 five and five record, maybe 4-6? and six? a damn good roster with the Browns. You don't want to waste this season. The AFC is going to be tough to contend with. From the 650, I haven't seen Deshaun show shame or humility. He's got a big ego. He's going to do fine because of it. Interesting take. Interesting. Yeah, because you could tell that. I mean, you know, that is the difference there with the, with Teo as well. God, if you just if you go and watch that documentary and you see how that all played out, because when we look at it just from a surface level, we're like, alright, the guy got catfished. How do you get catfished? But then when you see what he did, like when she got into a 
when when Lene Kakua got into a car crash, was in the hospital, this person was faking being her entire family. Her entire family. She pretended like she pretended that he was her sister. She was her sister by putting on like her sister, her brother. Like the actual person was her cousin. Like she was actually the cousin. It was. It's way too much. It's way too much. But I'm like, the way that Manti Teo was doing it was like he has his girlfriend here, who he believes is his girlfriend, on life support because of a car crash, and he's putting the phone. The person who's doing the catfishing, she's putting the phone next to the hospital bed, heavy breathing, screaming out, Manti, Manti, like, because he's talking to her, because every single day he's dedicating his time to her, and and he finds out it's all fake. I felt terrible for the dude, but the point being, the reason I'm bringing it up is because he wasn't the same in the NFL. He just wasn't the same, and you know what? That could be a young player who can, Deshaun is a veteran. Maybe he won't change. Maybe he will be back to being Deshaun Watson. Well, I just don't think he will be. I just don't think he will be. From the 650, wasn't Jacoby the quarterback that played instead of Jimmy in New England when uh, when Jimmy was hurt to play? You are correct. Yes, when Martellus Bennett went on the I Am Athlete podcast and called uh, and called him a B-word. Yeah, that was, that was part of the reason. Um, so, you have the 49ers and the Vikings in a preseason game coming up. And this one might be about as meaningless as any preseason game goes because Kyle Shanahan is not playing the starters. Of course, you want to see uh, if you know the running backs continue to show out. I think they're gonna. I think there's a real possibility that they just keep two quarterbacks and go with five running backs and then five wide receivers. I think that's what's going to happen. We'll see if Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod uh, continue to do what they do. See if that defensive line, um, Kekomo Torre, number 53, is going to be someone that I'm going to watch out for as well. Uh, He showed out in that first preseason game. I want to see him continue to make strides. Uh, But a guy you're most likely not going to see is Brandon Ayuk. And he was asked about these joint practices these past couple of days. And I love this answer because we hear from Kyle Shanahan. We hear from head coaches. Oh yeah, I like I like joint practices more than preseason. Yeah, you know you could you 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 get a lot more of a feel for the game during joint practices. A lot a lot more of a feel for who can actually uh, compete out there, who deserves to be on this team much more than a preseason game. You hear that from coaches. You hear that from radio hosts. You hear that from people who are going to be going to the practices, and it may be true. But to guys like Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, not a fan. Uh, it was good work. <laughs> it was good work, you know, going against somebody different in a different environment. But I me, mean, I felt, uh, yeah, I didn't like it too. I feel like it was a waste of time personally. Yeah. But oh, it, yeah, it was boring for sure. <laughs> That's the exact same answer I had whenever someone asked me what it was like to work at Applebee's that one summer in 2014. Hey, Steven, what was it like working at the Applebee's? Uh, it was good work. It was good work, you know, going against somebody different in a different environment. But, I me, mean, I felt, uh, yeah, I didn't like it, too. I feel like it was a waste of time personally, but, oh, it, yeah, it was boring for sure. <laughs> yeah, new, new environment, new people, new people at the tables. Man, this, isn't been, this has not been the most fun Friday show. Like, good Lord. The stuff that we, we were given to talk about, it's like yesterday you had the Deshaun Watson suspension. All right, going to talk about that. I do think that they should sign uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they should trade for him. Um, I'm, You know, maybe they are just going to wait for him to get cut. But I'd also think that the reason that they would trade for him is so that they can get him acclimated to the offense. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Everyone's, someone's calling my show this morning an SNL skit where I'm just trying to manifest this thing. Maybe I am. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm doing it because I want to be right so damn bad. That radio host ego where I just really want to be right about something. I've been saying Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns since the Rams game. <laughs> no, nah, I haven't really been saying that, though. I haven't really been saying that. But ever since Deshaun and the suspension and we knew it was going to come down, I was wondering uh, about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns. Maybe I'm just trying to manifest it so I could be correct. Uh, but you know what? I don't think that's fresh. It, it, it's... It's frustrating to talk about that. It's frustrating to talk about Giants baseball. Brandon Belt 
bunting with two outs. Brandon Crawford doing the same thing, except there were no outs on the board there in the bottom of the sixth. But Brandon Belt bunting with two outs and two strikes in the bottom of the seventh. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that yesterday. Could not believe my eyes. And I couldn't believe his explanation when he essentially just says, you know what? Zach Gallon was pitching well. I wasn't hitting off of him. Nah. I'm good. I'm just going to bunt. That's just a sign of giving up. That's just a sign of giving up. And you know what? As a Giants fan, it makes me want to give up on the season. I cannot wait for football to get started. All right. On the other side, Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. I'm sure they're going to be hot on the Giants. Curious to see what they think about the Deshaun Watson situation as well. But I'm sure there's plenty more coming up on today's show. But that's going to do it for me. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. But tune into the roast. You got me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass up until 9 o'clock. And as always, go sports. You're listening to 95.7 The Game.